following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Paul Biscrillo, the founder of TsunamiFaithful.com. And... Caboose Jr. And our special guest... Hey, I'm Corey. I've been on uh, one or two times before, I believe. At least once. Yeah. Hey, he, he didn't fuck up the intro this time. Holy shit. No, I didn't. I made it. I'm bringing up the rear this time. Well, Durell tells me all the time you like to bring up the rear. Oh. Durell uh, frequently comes to my uh, my uh, video streams. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they are he's, a joy he's, to be heard. He's a, he's a good time, that Durell. And he wanted to be here with us, but the man has to do his shopping for his 4th of July cookout. And you do not mess with Durell's cookout. So mm. we're just gonna let him. That do sounds like things. a. That sounds like a TV show. <laughs> you don't mess with Darrell's cookout. No, no, no! Just Darrell's cookout. That just sounds like Darrell's a, cookout. Like Darrell's cookout does sound like a show. It does sound like a show. It could be a podcast. It could be a Toonami Faithful Pass exclusive. There you go. <laughs> See, sketch your thinking. Look at that synergy. I'm just. I'm just following what Carl said. You got to promote the brand within the brand. Hey, you, you do realize yeah, that we do have a Tsunami Faithful Unlocked account, don't you? I did not know that. Oh, yes, yes. I just don't use it as much. I see. I see. Well, we have some interesting Adult Swim schedule related news before we get into our main topic of discussing, of course, episode four of Fooly Cooly Progressive. And uh, another larger topic that has been kind of looming over things for a very long time. We finally felt like it was the appropriate time to approach it. But first up, with uh, recent schedule changes to Toonami, there are also some schedule changes to the rest of Adult Swim. Mm -hmm. May or may not have any correlation, but interestingly enough, they are not playing King of the Hill very soon it's we're not sure if it's leaving entirely but it seems to be leaving the schedule entirely for now it's possible that the contract has finally expired we don't know there's a lot of things there it's gonna be weird not having king of the hill on adult swim it's so comforting right it's you always have the hill family there it's just they could put joe para on that's comforting Oh, yeah. Well, Joe Para yeah. is getting plenty of play lately. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I think it's on weekdays right now. Yeah, it's on, uh, um, in the midnight hours. Mm-hmm. They're getting a bit more experimental in those midnight hours. I like that. Mm-hmm. They're getting a bit more experimental in the weekday schedule in general because the big news here is for the first time in pretty much a decade, anime on weekdays. And I know what you're thinking. 
Obviously, it's Dragon Ball. Yes, it's Dragon Ball Super. Dragon Ball Super at 8 p.m. Replacing King of the Hill. That's pretty wild. They are, of course, starting over from the very beginning. So if you, by chance, haven't seen the earlier episodes of Dragon Ball Super, your time has come! CJ's very excited for this. Potentially. (laughs) Well, no, he can catch up because he... He has problems watching it over the weekend, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trade one anime for another anime. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are parting ways with Adult Swim's greatest slice-of-life anime, King of the Hill. It's a sombering moment. But also exciting, because it shows some... and a little bit of creativity on the weekday schedules part, and I, I like to see yeah. that. I mean, I could certainly go on about how, hey, it would have been a great time to play the first five episodes of Fooly Cooly Progressive in a row before the sixth episode, but that's not really an 8 p.m. show. No, no, not at all. I think that's the main reason why Dragon Ball Super is up to bat, because they just don't have that many 8 p.m. friendly shows that haven't already failed there. Like, would love to see them play home movies again, but... Well, you know, I kind of think that they're trying to, I don't know, get get kids back into the super, I guess. I don't know, something maybe. Because well, they're not going to want kids to watch Adult Swim. I think just super is right, just, super... just a very easy show to put at the front. It's right, not, no, no, no. not going to be rated MA or anything like that. Right, right, right. I mean, the problem I think that Adult Swim has always run into is what to put at eight o'clock now that they have that to you know kind of mesh or i should say mix in well to cartoon network because you know first thing kids see right after whatever plays at seven thirty is king of the hill and Lucky a lot there. of them are kind of like uh what is this <laughs> well i'm i'm i think you're underestimating the amount of kids that do watch king of the hill but I think part of the reason why they go with King of the Hill first for however long is aside from it being tame enough, it's just kind of the right show to be like, okay, kid time's over. <laughs> that, that's that's true. It's, it's very it's very obvious that Adult Swim has begun. Now, Dragon Ball Super, on the other hand, not so obvious. <laughs> no. And but you know, you gotta keep in mind too, Toei probably may have been like, okay, it's it's time for you to start doing what we wanted you to do originally. <laughs> so there could be that too. There it might be. I mean, I'm sure they had to, I don't think that they could have done this under their original contract. Otherwise they probably would have done it already. So yeah. I, I think they probably had to renegotiate some things. And I'm sure Toei is pleased as punch that they're putting Dragon Ball Super on primetime on weekdays. I'm, I'm sure they're very happy about that. I'm wondering because it's it, it, see I think that their their contract has probably changed a couple times. I mean it it had to have because I mean if you think about it all of a sudden Dragon Ball Super after a certain point gets thrown up on Funimation now and uh VRV and all them and then that didn't that didn't change till like what well, it was just like a couple months ago that that changed. So Oh, I mean, yeah. Didn't that... 
that that basically started around the time that they dropped the APM showing. Right. I think. I think right. that was about the timing of that. So maybe maybe what it was, maybe this this was part of that, maybe, and they just they were said, Well, why don't we wait till the end of the trunks arc here and then once we hit that, we'll go from episode one and play it weekly. Um, I think that is a good point. That that's a good point to start from because I mean you can't really play this five days a week without having enough episodes to do that. You know what I mean? No, so, if it was no. just the movie recap arcs and then like that one tournament arc, it'd be kind of a eh. <laughs> right. It would last right. like ten weeks. Ten weeks and get real boring. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I, I can understand why they're doing it. I mean, it, it makes sense. Um, I don't think people should read into it like, oh, my God, they're trying to see if Toonami can work during the week. Um, I, I don't think that you guys should stretch that far just yet. No. I mean, no. Nah. So, this seems like a, a very special exception because it's Dragon Ball, which is one of the few mainstream anime we right. have here. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, obviously, I mean, they just got rid of Kai. We're probably going to be talking about that later on. Um, Kai, I mean, pretty much did well for them. And they, I mean, if you guys heard the interview that I did with Jason, they they were not really sure they wanted to get rid of Kai. So, um. I think this is probably the move that they uh, decided to do instead of um, having Kai. And by the way, I'm not going to sit here and say that Kai would have been on during during the week. I mean, that actually might have not been a bad idea, honestly. No, it wouldn't but, have been a bad idea. In fact, but, if they could have kept that contract going, it would have made a lot of sense to do it. But, but I- I'm guessing they just felt like renewing that contract wasn't worth it right now i don't think it'll be worth it right now i mean i think funimation now well from what i'm hearing funimation now needs everything they can get at this point but huh. um I, yeah I've, I've, am i wrong in, in saying that funimation now hasn't been doing that well with subscribers like i i've heard rumors that it's not I mean, we don't know what their numbers are it's right nowhere near no. Crunchyroll, but it's yeah uh i don't think anything on toonami uh, even at this point, gets less viewers than pretty much anything fresh on Funimation now. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably I'm sure that Tsunami does better with it. I mean, look at look at why look at what happened with uh, um uh, Black Clover. I almost lost it there for a minute. Um. <laughs> uh, mm. Black Clover, I mean, I mean, it was on Funimation now for what, like, three weeks, and then all of a sudden they're like, no, no, it's on Toonami now, and yeah, obviously it's been ahead of Toonami, but still, I mean, they put it there for a reason, so mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like, and th- and that seemed like something that just came out of the blue, like the the people were like, and, and I, I don't I don't usually like to try to say this, but it, it seemed like somebody over in Japan was just sitting there. When we had talked about this, I didn't really, I didn't really think about this when we talked about it on the podcast previously. But I thought about it recently, and I was like, you know, maybe they just saw the numbers of Funimation now, and were just like, all right, we need to put this somewhere else because <laughs> it's not doing what we want it to do. And you know, it does well on Toonami. I think it does do well. I think that 
it's kind of like I don't know. Like people sit there and they 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 go, well, Black Clover didn't do really well, and I'm like, how? I'm like, it's doing what everything else is doing. So you can't really say that it's not doing what it's supposed to. And since it's below Hunter Hunter, it's actually doing pretty well. Um, actually beat Hunter uh, Hunter this week. So there you go. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I I don't see what is going on, but I understand why they got rid of Kai because, I mean, they want to bring in more new shows, and I'm sure that's a drain on the budget. Um, So, Dragon Ball uh, shows aren't cheap. But, I mean, I I think, again, I do think that it might have been smart for them to try. um, (laughs) I mean, they they could have done the Dragon Ball hour during the week, anyways. I mean, nobody's, there's nothing to say that they couldn't. Honestly, well, money. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, money. I mean, depending on how much it costs. But there again, <clears throat> if you're bringing more people in, is it worth it? I mean, that's the whole reason why they sat there and were kind of they, they brought it down to the wire. I mean, they, but they, they just don't really need an hour. They just needed one, one thing at eight p.m. <laughs> true, true, and and, and super. Like, it doesn't even fun. encore at five thirty because they don't have to. Mm-hmm. They got well, plenty of I mean, other shows I mean, that I they think, can put there. I think that would probably be more money too if we're talking about that. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting, yeah, five a.m. robot chicken and different episodes <laughs> from the one that airs at one. That's mm-hmm. that's interesting. By the way, we don't we don't know any information about. Let, let me make this very clear: we don't know if King of the Hill is is completely gone. We just. It's gone for now. Yeah, there I, there have I been. Want, I just want people to know that there have been rumors of interest in continuing King of the Hill. I, I like Mike Judge's idea that they should age up the characters in real time. I think that could be very interesting. Because yeah, I mean, I, I would like to see King of the Hill in modern times. I think that would be an interesting show. I mean, we were kind of talking about this off the podcast. I mean, that could be what what happened. Like, maybe they finally decided they probably they finally came to terms with doing a new season, and you know, yeah. But I don't think that would necessarily take it off of Adult Swim because well, unless it was going to another network and not Fox. Like, if it's a Futurama situation, yeah. If it's if it's just going to be new episodes from Fox, why take it off of Adult Swim? When it's just, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it isn't, but there again, I mean, we've I seen suppose Netflix. it could be Netflix. Yeah, we I've seen Netflix take stuff for before, so I wouldn't be surprised. But there again, you know, it's not like the only oddity here is that you would think that the contract would last the full year because it started in January of 2009, and it's ending in June of 2018. Yeah. So like nine and a half years. Didn't quite make it to ten. Came close. Man, feels feels like ages ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's what got is. the uh it's what got the block nine PM, if you remember. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what got adults when nine PM. And uh they picked up King of the Hill actually after they stopped rerunning Inuyasha at five in the morning. Hmm. So it's been that long since we've yeah. seen anime on weekdays. 
But not that long since action, because they did play Samurai Jack. Yep. Right. So, I mean... Wednesdays. So, I mean, this will be this will be pretty interesting to see. I mean, we're coming down to a point where in the next week or two, we're going to get another show announcement, I hope. Oh, um, well, yeah. JoJo's ending in August, and so is Space Dandy. Well, I mean, we got that, but there again... So a certain show starts in July, so it's yeah, gonna be interesting to yeah, see. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see. I I understand. I saw the same thing you did, sketch, and I'm a little, but it kind of gives me a little bit of what's the word I'm looking for? Um, measured hope when that thing that I saw said, keep in mind there could be a schedule change so yeah oh yeah i don't know i mean honestly if if they can't find a time slot in you know close enough proximity to when they want to start it i don't think 10 p.m's out of the question guys no it's not they just put dragon ball on weekdays (laughs) and they would do that i i honestly like they would do that to put attack on titan season three there but there again, it wouldn't be Attack on Titan season three at ten a.m. It would or ten p.m. Wow, ten, ten p.m. Attack on uh, Titan season kids. three at ten a.m. Everybody, yeah, oh, boy. <laughs> that would traumatize some kids. Um, <laughs> Aaron uh, Yeager has a so, secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I mean, you would probably see Dragon Ball Super at ten. Uh, My Hero Academia following it, and then maybe they would put it maybe at eleven, maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I can't see them putting. Fully I wanted at ten thirty. Fully Cooley is probably going to rerun. Yeah, sure. Put it at ten thirty or I mean, Look, love my hero Academia, but it's still three year old reruns. <laughs> if you have a world premiere, <laughs> put it at ten thirty if you can. <clears throat> that would also be my argument with Fully Cooley, but uh, let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we 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 that probably is going to repeat wherever it's at. So. We can only hope to see Attack on Titan Season 3. Um, so we'll see what happens um, with that. But It's going to be interesting. I mean, yeah. it's, <laughs> I don't want to wish this upon it, but if Pop Team Epic just... When, they, might, when, um, they might do something drastic. <laughs> Anime Expo is not this weekend. It's next weekend, right? It's in one week. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are going to actually be able to see that sketch at Anime Expo. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. already dubbed, so you guys are going to be able to mm-hmm. see that. So it's actually not entirely clear if the dubbed one's playing at Anime Expo because it doesn't say really? that. But mm-hmm. both Bryce and the and uh, Yuki Kaiji, the uh, Japanese actor for Aaron, will be there. So I'm <laughs> I don't know which one it's going to be. It it might be the Japanese one, honestly. Yeah, but the dub I is mean... the dub is. Uh, happening because Funimation screening it in theaters. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I was kind of thinking about this, maybe, I don't know, it, if they're doing the, if they're doing it in theaters, um, they may also be, they may actually push it back a little bit longer and then maybe it might actually take the place of JoJo or, you know, some other show. I mean, if they just want to do it simple, they just wait for JoJo to end. It's not that big a deal. 
Well, it depends not. on how it depends on what they're gonna do. Like, how are they gonna are they gonna you know do what they've usually done with Attack on Titan, or are they gonna you know just take their time? If they take their time, which they don't. Funimation wants to get this stuff out as soon as possible. Um, yeah. Oh, they it'll could. get simuldog. Don't don't yeah. even question well, that's that. Our, that's, that's the stream has already already been announced. happening. Right, so <laughs> it's happening. Oh, so. by the way, speaking of Dragon Ball, there's um, yes, movies. <laughs> yes, yes. Some finger quotes. Thinking, classic Dragon Ball Z movies. <laughs> I actually saw this a couple weeks ago in in my work email, and I was just like, can't really oh. talk about this. I guess <laughs> I'm like. Because I, I, I'm sure I saw it before they actually officially announced it. Oh. Oh. So I couldn't really say anything about it because I'm like, might get in trouble for that. Might get in a little bit of trouble if I say something. Well, good so, on you. I'm surprised you didn't even like hint it to uh, any of the Toonami Faithful staff. That, that's no, I mean, it was, I mean, because so what they do is they send us a bunch of like Fathom event stuff that's coming, advanced mm-hmm. sales. And because obviously we have to have this stuff on sale um, by a certain point. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't get any of the, the Fathom event stuff at my theater for the most part. But um, well, so you just hear about it, you don't actually get to show. No, it. I, I, I see the emails. Like they'll still send the email our way, and it's just like I saw that and I went, huh. I saw what was it? It was um um. Well, obviously, there's the Broly one, but then there was... Um, yeah, it's Broly, Bojack, and Fusion Reborn. Was, what was it? What was it called? Um, something Double Feature. How they worded it. It's the... Uh, it's um, the Bardock movie, and it's... Um, it's it's the, the first Broly movie, Bojack, and Fusion Reborn. Okay, so Fusion Reborn and... and uh, the Bardock movie are a double feature. That's those two play back to back in a double feature one day. Not Bardock, Bojack. No, it is back. Is it Bojack? No, it's Bojack. Mm, I'm gonna have to look because I because it was it, it was something called Sane Double Feature, something like that. Huh. I, I'll look it up. Hold on, I'll look it up. I know where to go to look these things up. Mm, I, am, okay. I am the movie. So anyway, the remastered movies are going to be in theaters. That's, I mean, cool. I actually saw Fusion Reborn when it went to theaters so so many years ago in the U.S. I think it was actually a uh, double feature with um, one of the cooler movies, Cooler Return of Cooler. Yeah, I like it because it's, it's 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 not a great movie, <laughs> but I enjoyed it for what it was. Okay, so Broly is by itself. That's on because it's the longest running DBZ movie back then. It's uh, September fifteenth. It's on a Saturday. Wow. And then it encores on Monday the 17th. Let me see. Ah, there it is. Oh, it is called Saiyan Double Feature. I was right. Yes. Okay. Yep, it's Bardock and um, Fusion. It is Bardock? 
It's the TV special of Bardock. I will. I mean, I could share my screen. You can see what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Let me share my screen. I could show you. People are probably like, what do you mean share your screen? You can't do that on the podcast. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, I guess I believe you. I could have sworn I heard it was Bojack. Right there. There you go. That's uh, Saturday, November 3rd, and then it encores uh, Monday, November 5th. And that's any theater that has that plays Fathom events on a regular basis. You mm, see that? It is Bardock. Okay. I think Bardock was a TV special. Yeah. Mm. So. I guess that's why it's a double feature, because it's kind of short. Yeah. So. Like 45 minutes. So, you know, there's those two things. So those are coming out as well. So we just needed to mention that really quick. But um, yeah. yeah, a lot of Dragon Ball coming out around this time. So Yeah, I'm sure we'll be getting that new movie very shortly after Japan. Or who knows? I mean, the previous one, uh, Resurrection F, did premiere in the U.S. So could probably going to get that. Real we thing. should be getting some kind of trailer here over the summer. I, I can't see them not putting something more official out. Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, I would like to see something. I would also like to see them, and this is just because, obviously, Funimation is now part of Sony. I would like to see Sony take this and put it into theaters like any other movie and see how it does. I guarantee you a movie like this, I mean just the just what was it just the week or two that it was in theaters the yeah, resurrection uh, did pretty darn well really well i mean that did over a million million dollars so i mean if they really want this to do really well i mean they do this in japan all the time they they put it in the movie theaters for like weeks why not just do it here too i mean people like dragon ball z still it's people like shot. dragon ball super so sony Get your asses off your fucking seats and do what I tell you. Because <laughs> I know movies. <laughs> this is a movie that will do well. By the way, it's been a lot in December because Star Wars is up there. So this will probably do well. So, and over the Christmas vacation? Kids are looking for something, dude. I'm just saying. This would, this would do really well. All right. Plus, I need business for my movie theater, so there you go. <laughs> ah, conflict of interest. Uh, there we go. Hey, hey whatever. Hey, what are you going to say? There it is. So anyway, yeah, Dragon Ball Super on weekdays. So if you've been pining for weekday tsunami, as it were, here's here's your your little the little bone thrown at you. I actually have gotten into conversations with people about. Uh, whether or not Toonami should air on weekdays. And I gotta be honest, guys. It's hard enough to keep up with Toonami as long as it is one day a week. Now, you try to make it five days a week for even an hour, forget it, man. <laughs> I'm not man, keeping we, up with we need that. To hire some, we're gonna need to hire some, some major staff for that shit. Unless it's, a, unless it's a show that I really, really, really like, I'm not even gonna DVR that. It's just... Pointless. Doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to DVR Dragon Ball Super, and I haven't even seen every episode of Dragon Ball Super, so. Yeah. But hey, if, you, uh, if you're up for it, good for you. 
I work nights. It's not convenient <laughs> for me, so I don't yeah, care. Um, <laughs> should we talk about the fact that Crunchyroll and Adult Swim might be in the same division? Oh, uh, well, I mean, we kind of talked about this in previous podcasts, but now AT&T is definitely trying to buy out the other 50% of the churning group's portion of Otter Media and Elation, which would further put Crunchyroll and VRV and those other services under the Warner Media umbrella. Currently, they mm-hmm. are under the Warner Media umbrella, but only half of the yeah, whole thing. So that could certainly bring some interesting synergy if uh, if that happens. And it seems like it's very likely to happen. Like they were literally just holding off on doing that until the Turner uh, until the the Time Warner deal went through, which is now Warner Media once again. We'll see. We'll see. Interesting things going on in the business world that probably don't have significance to Toonami for the most part, but this mm. could could make for some interesting developments. Yeah. I mean... I mean, this, this, this could, you know, eventually lead to something that I wanted to see. I mean... Yeah. We, could, we could finally get a Toonami stream... That's actually a stream and not just a show repeating. Yeah. Let's build a tsunami section on Crunchyroll. I mean, that would be, that would be awesome. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I think that would be, I mean, that's synergy there. Real real talk here. I mean, sure. It'd be fine to just put fully, coolly progressive on adultswim.com, but if they put it on Crunchyroll, when they got the subtitled version out, it's gonna do way better. It's gonna do way, way better. I, I think that's a good idea for them. I think that they should. It should be. It should be on. Um, it both, should be both on Crunchyroll and Hulu. They should put well, it on I mean, both. I mean, Crunchyroll VRV. It should well, be on it, all. It's, of it. Yeah, it's all of them. All of it should be on there. I mean, and then, and then there, there again, you could always. Here's the possibility of putting all those shows, all the Adult Swim shows, on VRV as well. You know, I think the one thing that I've been that I've been huh. saying a lot. Yeah, yeah, that could they could do that. Right now, and, and the, lo- the thing that I've been saying a lot lately is VRV seems to be becoming something that people should start paying attention to because they're bringing in a lot of content and partnering with a lot of people. And as a result, you're looking at a service that potentially could give you at some point in the next decade an all-in-one package where you're only paying $10 a month. Now, obviously, if they get a lot of stuff, they probably would raise their price a little bit. But I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting sick and tired of having to be like, I got to go to Netflix for this. I got to go to Hulu for this. I got to go to Adults. Well, Adult Swim's free with my cable. Well, that's not going to change even if VRV gets bigger. Cause yeah. <laughs> Amazon yeah, but... and Hulu and Netflix are going to stick around. Yeah, but look at look at what VRV's bringing in, though. I mean, they just brought in um, the show from um, The Nerdist. They brought in, uh, what's, what's the name of that show? Um, 
It's, it's with. Uh, I don't know, but what I'm most excited about is they brought in Freakazoid and Road Rovers. <laughs> <laughs> what an absurd nineties Warner Road Brothers Rovers. show. But you understand what I they mean? They Street Sharks. Oh. <laughs> let's let's not talk about that. Street Sharks. So, anyways, Ninja um, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> so, I'm I'm just I'm I'm very I'm very. The happy. is a great service. I, I I highly recommend it. If you if you already have Crunchyroll, upgrade to VRV. You get most of what Funimation has, not everything, and you get tons of other good stuff. Right, and, and honestly, exclusives. And honestly, like I, I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm very pleased at what I'm seeing with VRV. I hope that they do more. I hope that maybe it can be more of a, you know, we get a lot of good content there. And there, there's with them partnering with everybody in the what is it called now, Warner Media, Warner yep. Media brand. I mean, I'm hoping that they'll actually be able to do a lot more, and I think that will benefit everybody. Honestly. Um, the one thing that I still think that Adult Swim should do, especially since every other, you know, everybody else is doing it, CBS is doing it and everything with their app, you know, I I think that they should allow for some kind of pay service because there are people like myself that pretty much only watch a select amount of channels. And one of those channels is Adult Swim. And even if I didn't have cable, I would probably pay for the Adult Swim app just because... It has so much good stuff on it, you know? So I would eventually like to see, hopefully with all of this coming together, they can figure that out too, because I think that would benefit them as well. You know, still allow people that have cable and satellite to access the app, because obviously you're paying for the service anyways, but also over here, Hey, I don't have cable. Let me allow, allow me to enter into this con this, uh, all the content too through the app by paying for it. Well, they've started to bring some shows back that they originally leased out to Hulu. They brought back uh, Aqua Teen. They brought back yeah. Heart She Holler. They brought back. Uh, they have all of Samurai Jack up now. Yeah. Uh, they brought back yeah, Black Dynamite, and um, like a handful of other other yeah, catalogs. They're, they're actually Corey. They're actually putting up like full seasons, not just yeah, like, not just like oh, I'm gonna put. Mm-hmm this season up, but I'm going to minus the first episode off. No, no, no. The whole thing is up there. Like at this mm-hmm. point, you, it's, it's like, yeah, why don't you have a paid service at this point? People want that. People come to, people watch adult swim. They don't watch cartoon network anymore. Not, not people my age, you know, it is what it is. So why not try it? I mean, I'm all for the additional options, but the interesting thing about adult swim is, they give almost all their content away. <laughs> no, I mean you can't. You cannot access anything. Their their streams are free. Um, all of them, including like you know, even the the Rick and Morty stream that repeats. Um, all those cartoon streams that they have, all of them are free. The the live the the streams that they do personally, those are all free. But the content where you can stream the episodes anytime that's not free and that's what i'm trying to get at so a lot of it is like yeah a handful can, of it can, is you can um uh, is jack is yeah. when i tried to when i tried to go into it before when i tried to go into it when i lost when i had to log back into it 
into the app recently, it wouldn't let me touch any of that. Wouldn't let you touch Samurai Jack? I didn't try Samurai Jack, but a lot of the other stuff... Give it that a whirl. But there again, I, I'm connected back I'm in. I'm mainly back. talking about premieres here. Oh, okay. So, okay. like, so like the new... Yeah, the, the archived content is... Yeah, but they still do have a lot premieres, of stuff. Up premieres vary from show to show. Like sometimes they'll put up a premiere and it's free. Sometimes they'll put up a premiere and it's locked. And some shows they put up early, like uh, Joe Para, they've been putting up on Fridays. Right. And I don't know. They'll probably do the same thing with mostly for millennials. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, right. I, I would like uh, I would like them to have a a paid subscription potential. Yeah, they don't Aside from the, the cable. And you'd think with their whole multi-screen strategy that that would yes. be something that they're considering, at least. I would hope. But, yeah, we've, uh, we've prattled on a long time. Oh, but uh, on the topic of adults watching Cartoon Network, interestingly enough, they will be playing New Steven Universe at 7.30 on the week that Dragon Ball Super starts on Adult Swim weekdays. Weird. I mean, there's definitely going to be some crossover there. Yeah. <laughs> Get the kids into Dragon Ball! <laughs> but don't because, put it on the network. Yeah, yeah. But don't, yeah. They would never, they would never do that. You know, <laughs> I keep seeing people misunderstanding uh the the whole situation because wait we've said time and time again that kim manning likes pop team epic but people are spinning that as christina miller likes pop team epic (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) i mean maybe but she certainly has not said so and i don't think that she does So when people all over the internet are like, yeah, Christina Miller's the reason why they got Pop Team Epic. Uh, Just stop that. Uh -uh. Kim Manning, probably. But definitely not Christina Miller. Come on. Do you just just mix up these two people because they're both women in high positions? What's wrong with you people? They probably go down that route. Probably. So, for so, the last time, it's Kim Manning that likes Pop Team Epic. Christina Miller has said nothing to that effect. Certainly not publicly. So get it, get it right. Jeez. But let's get on to fully coolly progressive. So we have made it to episode four, and. Uh, Pat, pat on the back, everybody. We've 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 done weekly podcasts for four weeks. <laughs> Got to well, do two more. Yeah. And and wait 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 two wait. More. Sketches edited every single one of them. That's right. That's right. And then I just sit there like Paul. When are you gonna put it up, Paul? Paul? When are you gonna put it up, Paul? <laughs> hey, I've been putting it up Fridays, and it seems to be working. So. Uh-huh. Fridays aren't right, but but what about the people that want to listen to it on Friday morning, on their commute to work? <laughs> Gotta get that up on Thursday. Because once, 
if you put it out on Friday and then they can't listen to it on their way to work, they're not going to listen to it on Saturday. They have to wait until Monday. And then it's old news. It's, it's a problem. But I digress. Fully Cooly Progressive Episode 4 Loop QR. <laughs> it's an interesting title. In the previous no, episodes, yeah, so, something weird happened to Hidomi when Ide tried to take off her headphones. They kind of drilled into her brain, and we get to see the aftermath of that as Hidomi is not quite herself. She's kind of happy-go-lucky, silly, fun-time girl. Not, not exactly her dream persona. From previous episodes. Kind of more cranked to 11 to be honest. And Jinyu says that that's probably due to radio waves coming from medical mechanica that are affecting her brain. But Hidomi doesn't seem to see any problem with all of this. But everybody else except Marco seems to feel it's very wrong and bad and should be dealt with. Marco on the other hand seems to find her rather charming in her current state but apparently Ide prefers the moody Hidomi <laughs> her mom seems to like her now yeah oh yeah her mom's like she. I finally feel like she understands how much I love her <laughs> right that's, that's what's going on mom <laughs> and randomly through Throughout a couple of scenes in the episode, her mom has like a singing group at the cafe for reasons. Yeah, I don't know what what that is. <laughs> is there... Fulicula, fulicula. Huh. It's low random. Uh-huh. Random cameo of the cat from the first series. Still voiced by Steve Bloom. Yeah. Not credited, I... though. Yeah, yeah, but they they mentioned that on the on the Twitter. So you get lots of interesting behind the scenes stuff if you check out the uh, FLCL two live tweet hashtag. Lots of fun stuff from Stephanie Shea and Mike Central Nicholas and other people involved. All right, so they're trying to figure out what to do about Hidomi. Whereas Marco, rather smitten, decides that he might want to, you know, try his luck and get her a charm or something. So he goes to his part-time job at the, remember the amusement park in the first episode? And the kids are like, ah, this place is boring. (laughs) Well, they came back and they put in a new ride. It seems to be a, a Viking ship, which the kids are immediately unenthused about. Uh, but Marco shows up to his job and he seems to be the test dummy poor guy <laughs> seems totally safe at first and then they flip over the ship and it's, yeah, it gets it gets bad meanwhile we get to see more with that uh, group of people investigating medical mechanica it's uh the old man with the eye patch and Aiko's father. We we can now confirm that it's her father, not her brother, or some other relation. 
And Aiko is still doing her shtick where she goes on dates with people for money and then gives them stuff. And she steals that from her father's belongings. But we find out that that potted plant has the significance of being created from pieces of Conti, who has been strung up Evangelion style. Who's been crucified. Yeah. <laughs> and Aiko is listening in on their conversations, but they're trying to hide it. Funny find out what that line about the girl who hits like a shooting star is from. And also, we find out what that guy meant about being a pro. Potentially a fighter. Potentially. Wish so it would have been more specific the first time. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, now it all makes a bit more sense. I, I thought it was baseball, but, you know, fighting, fighting works. So the main group of uh, Jinyu, Haruko, and Ide have agreed to team up to deal with Hidomi's situation. And they drag her over to one of the Medical Mechanica irons. And their plan is to destroy things simultaneously and rip off the headphones. And... Haruko, of course, is trying to scheme throughout all of this and not really wanting to work with Jinyu, but begrudgingly doing so. So they get over there, and once again they get into a fight because Jinyu is pressing all of Raharu's buttons regarding their relationship with Adamesk. And Jinyu just wants Adamesk to be free and you know do whatever he wants and not be chained down to anybody including either of them but Raharu wants whatever she wants and gets whatever she wants so she says but some interaction causes Ide to create a portal into his head where Jinyu and Haruko get dragged into and later they pop up out of Hidomi and there's lots of head action in this episode as uh, uh, various things come out of various people. Including Marco, who I guess when he smacked his head against Hidomi ended up getting it transferred to him, maybe? Because he starts having a reaction and a huge horn grows out of his head. Which causes him to get over to where they are at the iron. And there's all kinds of craziness going on. And Jinyu and Raharu are fighting Dragon Ball style. <laughs> you know, just just like Haruko in the end of and uh now it's actually at the end of the first Fuli Kuli. There's kind of <laughs> how do I describe this? Energy beings? Yeah. And the the guys are tracking the action through the potted plant, which is r- receiving information. And Jinyu and Haruko finally really go at it for real. And, well, long story short, it doesn't end well for Jinyu, as she is consumed by Haruko. 
And in all of this craziness, Hidomi eventually gets knocked out and the headphones fall off of her head. And she has another <clears throat> big reaction. And Marco's big reaction causes... I mean, I don't even know how to describe the thing that came out of his head. It was like a huge horn and then there was a robot inside of it and Haruko tried to fight it and uh, I mean it's all very visual spectacle and I can't really properly describe it you just gotta see all of this yourself but in the end Jinyu has been absorbed by Haruko and now Haruko is whole again no longer just Raharu and after all that time of saying the Jinyu is wearing stupid glasses, she puts the glasses on herself. Now, I don't know how this might have gone differently if perhaps Jinyu had properly fused with Raharu or, or what, but it seems like something sinister has occurred here. And... Well, we'll see what happens next, but Hidomi is not going to go with Haruko of her own volition, and it looks like Ide is going to fight to keep them away from her. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts? This was so far the best uh, animated episode of the new season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, by far, especially compared to episode two. Like, episode, something weird about episode two, I think maybe because they uh, they had uh, another one of their subsidiaries uh, produce that episode, which was Production Good Book, um, which is another IG port studio like Studio Dean and uh, those other houses. But uh, this, one, this, one looked, this one looked really good. I hope uh, five and six look equally good or better. Yeah, five looks to be taking on a different style. Oh yeah, that's the like five. I I I don't we can't confirm that that the whole episode is going to look like that. But five from the preview alone, like the outline, uh, the the outline's a lot rougher, and um, the episode director uh, tweeted out a uh, a uh, Haruko illustration uh, that they did. So. They're very well aware that uh, they're next up to bat. Hmm. What do you think, Caboose? Uh, it's crazy. It's just... Uh, it's what you would expect from uh, Fully Cooley. I mean, it's a lot of crazy shenanigans going on, and I love it. Confused? Absolutely. Where the Hidomi tried to kill herself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's all it's, fun. It's not. It's not Hidomi if she doesn't try to kill herself, right? Mm. Right. But we did get more uh, info on those headphones that she wears, and yeah. uh, uh, the fact that uh, I lost my train of thought there, as I realized. <laughs> oh wait, you wait. You already described that earlier. I don't need to repeat that. Yeah. Yeah, the radio waves. Mm-hmm. Messing with exactly. your head. Yeah. 
We're st- we're still finding out more about the headphones, but they have various mechanisms to them. A lot of people caught on early on that the medical mechanical logo was on the side. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> that can't be good. Well, she did say that they're from her father. Right? Mm. Oh, this explains mm. a lot. I don't think she blatantly said it was from her father, but they were talking about her father, and then she said they were a gift. Mm-hmm. So, probably. Probably. Yeah, I, I we still don't know much about who her father is. Yeah, yeah, we don't. I don't think it's now it's a, I don't think that much time has passed. Yeah, also, not everyone has to be related to everyone from the past show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, but, but, you know. Plus, that cat is still around. How old is that cat? (laughs) I'm just saying, hey, they haven't disproven that one yet, have they? Uh... They haven't disproven very much, actually. (laughs) So, it's kind of, it's still up in the air. It's all very open still. Exactly. I mean, come on, man. He could have just been, like, on a, he could have been on a bender one week and... Oh, look, two kids from two different mothers. There you go. <laughs> no, I got, I got it. He used the power of uh, Adam S to leap into the past. <laughs> oh, God. And he grew up <laughs> and had kids. I'd say it's entirely believable. <laughs> I don't know. Let's get to the talk, <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, Fabian writes in, Conti died for our sins. Oh my god, Drell let you out of the basement? Holy shit. Only on occasion. Tsunami Gamer writes in, The horn that will pierce the heavens. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's the Gurren Lagan jokes. I mean, he is Yuri Lowenthal, who was Simone. So, it works. Colt writes in, when you already know what's going to happen in the episode because they make and say it so obviously, it's kind of hard to give the show any credit. Jinyu is just an early spoiler mouthpiece, despite the potential to have her to have been so much more. Hmm. I wonder what Colt uh, wanted her to be. I don't know. But likewise, Don East says Jinyu deserves better. <laughs> Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am a little disappointed that Jinyu didn't make it to the end of the six episodes. I figured that she'd get absorbed by Raharu eventually, but I didn't think it would happen before the fifth or sixth episode. We're just moving things right along. Uh, it's... It's fairly evident that Jinyu is like all of the good in Haruko, and Raharu is all of the bad. Just unfiltered bitch Haruko is what Raharu is. So, if that absorption means that Raharu is more in control, I guess it's pretty much classic Haruko. 
I don't know if it could have turned out differently, but the way that she consumed her seemed rather violent. <laughs> like, she turned on Ninetale Fox. <laughs> pretty, pretty weird. But, yeah, I, I'm sad to see Jinyu go, but her car sticks around. I wonder if Haruko will be able to control it like Jinyu did. We'll see. Josh writes in, Guys, I'm not going to lie. If there were any other, if this were any other show but Fooly Cooly, I would have dropped it by now. And I would have been dropped. This show has moments, but as far as the show overall being a successor to the original, I don't think it does it for me. That's fair. Mm. I think... I think it's managed to more or less be its own thing and still follow in the footsteps of the original. I wasn't sold on that on the first episode. A little bit more on the second, but I think the third and the fourth have really cemented that, yeah, this is a legitimate sequel to Fooly Cooly and interesting enough on its own merits. Otaku Corner writes in, I felt the original energy and the spirit of what was Fooly Cooly after tonight's FLCO progressive episode. Four episodes in and it came back. I've seen a lot of people say things along those lines that this is the first episode that legitimately felt like more Fooly Cooly. That's understandable. And uh, calling back to previous conversations, Football for You and Me writes in, Before FLCL starts tonight, I gotta thank Toonami Podcast for giving me a new viewpoint on Fooly Cooly when Carl Olsen was on the show. Yeah, I think Carl did a lot to uh, really explain why what had uh, only occurred in the first two episodes was very much in the spirit of Fooly Cooly. And I agree with, with what he said. And I'm glad that we had him on, and I hope that we have him on again. So yeah, that was episode four. And uh, things are really moving along now. We'll see where it goes. So the time has come to get to the main topic of this podcast, and that is uh, sending off DBZ Kai with a retrospective on uh, its significance to the block over the years and, you know, the show as a whole. Corey, you only have one minute to do this, so... <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I, I have to. I, I have to say real quick. Like, I am. I think we have to give Dragon Ball Z Kai its due for doing what it did before um, even uh, the final chapter showed up. Uh, I think that that uh, definitely helped the block and. 
without its help, it probably wouldn't have, the block probably wouldn't have had the ratings that it did, to be honest with you. And I'm very happy with Kai coming back. I'm, I'm very surprised that a lot of people still wanted to watch that show, um, especially when, when it turned to final chapters, because, well, that all came out on DVD and Blu-ray immediately. Um, well, so did um, the previous uh, DVD Kai was was out for years, right? But see, that was kind of that was a rerun of a rerun, right? But see, the the thing was is that that had been out for a long time, so having it play on Toonami, I guess, was okay because you know it didn't really the the DVDs being out there for so long didn't really interrupt anything, but. Uh, I think that kind of the DVDs and the Blu-ray coming out for uh, final chapters as soon as it did kind of hurt it a little bit. And I think uh, you're overestimating how many people buy discs now. Uh, you would, there's more people than you would think, though, Corey. I mean, I, I understand where you're going with that, but mm. I see there's I, I still see a lot of people that sit there and go, I would rather have something physical in my hand than just get it off a of service. Well, yeah. And streaming wasn't really an option for DBZ Kai Final Chapters because it was never streamed anywhere but adultswim.com. Right. <laughs> and and also keep in mind here too, Corey. Um, yes. You got to understand the Funimation stuff is a lot cheaper than, say, a Sentai title or a... Anaplex title. I mean, plus you can buy it at Walmart. Oh yeah, much more. That I mean, you have to. That you have to play. <laughs> you literally have to cut your arm and a leg off to freaking buy some of that stuff. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I think so. Sometimes I think so. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, honestly, a, a reason why a lot of people have turned to streaming is because it's so expensive for some of these physical copies. So. Well, Dragon yeah. Ball's always been fairly affordable to yes. buy on mm-hmm. DVD uh, actually, ever since the orange boxes. I want to say it was yesterday and possibly this week. Um, there's a Dragon Ball sale going on. If I remember Probably. correctly. I saw something about it, but yeah. I'm I mean, having those things time. all the time. Exactly. <laughs> My friend still wants a copy of the last Dragon Box. I can't find it. Oh, God. Oof, that's... Uh, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, it's going to be expensive. I gave up on collecting them after three. <laughs> I mean, you can find it on eBay. For a whole lot of money. For a lot of money, yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Toei's Twitter account is like, hey, look at these screen caps that we post of really quality footage. <laughs> <laughs> Jerks. Yeah, we released I the think... Dragon Box in, you know, standard packaging. You know, I, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like the final chapters needs to have another chapter, <laughs> meaning they need to kind of go back and redo the the animation a little bit because that oh, I yeah, think they didn't really touch up anything on that one. No, not at all. Nah, like like Kai, they, the they first... only did they didn't do that much to it in terms of cutting it down either. No, no they, they didn't. But the first ninety eight episodes of Kai. They really painstakingly upgraded that for the next generation. They, you know, they recolored a bunch of stuff. They, well, they recolored mm-hmm. the whole thing, really. But they redrew a bunch of stuff, sometimes to the benefit and sometimes not. 
there's some really janky new drawings in that, but f- fairly forgivable overall. But there was clearly a lot of effort put into Kai as it was, and there was really no intention to make more. But it did so well, particularly internationally, that Toei was like, well, maybe we should do something with the rest of the series. It is and, strange that they would they would initially not even consider uh, cutting down the Boo saga. Yeah, like if you're if you're going if you're going to make Dragon Ball Z Kai or Dragon Ball Kai as they call it, why not just why not go the whole way? Why why would you stop after the Cell Saga? But here's my question: Did did they even? I, I kind of felt like they never had, even over in Japan, like the intent of redoing the Boo Saga, and then it seemed like. A lot of people came out and said, why didn't you do the Boo Saga? And that just forced them to... kind of seems that way. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, I mean that would make sense. I mean, you look at how Kai was, and then you look at how Final Chapters was, and you're like, seems like something was forced here. I guess and Toei just like, didn't want to commit to yeah, the whole series. Yeah, that too. But... Mm-hmm. So. Then when they thought, you know, we could actually milk this. <laughs> that too. Let's let's go ahead and you know, do a remaster of the rest of the series. And I do wonder if uh, things might have felt a little less dragged out if we had gotten the Japanese version where they did cut more episodes. But well, the, the the Japanese version they would have just not aired a handful of episodes. They would have not have aired one hundred and one, or which or the um, uh, some of the uh, the Say a Man episodes, which were uh-huh. three three of them, and um, one of the uh, martial arts tournaments preliminary episodes, especially early on in in final chapters, where a lot of the uh, deleted episodes wound up huh. in before before Boo even shows up. So it's not even a matter of having differently cut episodes. They, they just would have had to nix some episodes entirely. It's, that well, would be kind of weird. <laughs> let's, let's keep this in mind too, gentlemen. I mean, there's there's a whole another English dub of this. I mean, we, we found this out from uh, the original voice of Vegeta there. Um, oh, over in Canada. Yeah, there's a whole different version that was recorded. So, who knows? There might be a whole different cut of this too. So, we'll have to see. Something may show up somewhere. But oh, yeah. I don't think the Canadian dub actually got to the Boo Saga. I think they just did the first 98 episodes. But yeah, but nobody's even heard that. Though. Nobody's ever heard that though. That's the problem. No, and to this day, I'm really scratching my head on that one, because back in 2010, Dragon Ball Kai got a big push in the mm-hmm. US. Just a huge on Nick push. <laughs> Nicktoons milked that for all its worth. TV. It was on yeah, that, too. It was on four with kids. A, with a very special edit. Yeah, oh, boy. Blue <laughs> <laughs> And they, like, edited out the dragon from the opening for some reason. <laughs> There was some That's really hits. strange. You it can't have Dragon Ball without the dragon. Any sense at all. But Blue Popo, man, legendary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, you know. So it doesn't make sense to me that there was such a big push for that and no Canadian network wanted it? 
That's crazy. But well, see, so it, has it aired see. elsewhere in other English speaking countries? Like, well, I can't it aired. It, uh, not the Canadian dub. The if no, any no, no. other English speaking any, countries anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it aired on Toonami Asia. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, what about like the UK or Australia or New Zealand or? I don't. Th- I think it did air in Australia on Cartoon Network. Okay. I'll check. I gotta check I that then. Because when Cartoon Network USA had already shoved anime off to the side, Cartoon Network Australia was still playing Naruto and One Piece, and I'm pretty sure they got DBC Kai. But hmm. UK, I don't think they got it in the UK. Ah, what a shame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's, well, the UK let's would have wanted the Canadian top. Let's kind of <laughs> let's kind of talk about how where where DBV Kai started. So, if I remember correctly, Dragon Ball Z Kai started was was put on Nicktoons, the Nicktoons channel, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Most and likely then, because Cartoon Network didn't want it. Hmm. Yeah. It was and, a weird time. Yeah, weird time. Um, and then I want to say, is that, was that still considered four kids or was yeah. that WB Kids? Okay. Yeah. So they added two. Four four kids tunes I because imitation is the highest. Whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever the hell that was supposed to be. And then it and, became Vortex under yeah. Saban. And then it became, and then finally. What what a, what a story journey Dragon Ball after all those years returned to Saban. <laughs> and, then it, and then it finally and then it returned to Tsunami. So mm-hmm. yes, after all of that time and in all of that time the only places that streamed Dragon Ball Kai in the US were the networks associated with it. It was on Nicktoons, it was on the Toons Eye website, it was on the Vortex website. So it never streams on Hulu or Crunchyroll or any of that. Wonder why they can't stream it. It's their license. I think it's a Toei thing. Toei does a lot of strange things. That's that's just not. <laughs> I, I honestly think that uh, Kai, definitely more so Super, but Kai is uh, something that that Toei. Has pretty much always controlled the broadcast rights to, right? Mm. And that's why it ended up on various kid venues. Well, of course, Funimation was involved in that, but it, at, it seems like much like with One Piece, yeah, there there was definitely some heavy Toei involvement in any kind of deal. So Toei, I mean, Toei likes to control their things. I, I bread and butter. I just feel like I, I kind of feel like Toei again is just behind the times. Like they just don't understand. Oh yeah, that, you know. Certain oh, you, you mean uh, Toei, the company that waited like sixty something episodes into Dragon Ball Super before simulcasting it? Oh my god! Like yeah, that mm-hmm. that kind of good I, good I idea, know. Toei. Really good idea. I, I don't know where their thought process was there. Thankfully, it's still doing Oh, really I can good. tell you what their thought process was there. I'm pretty sure their thought process was, we want this on children's television, and we don't want to simulcast it 
because we want this to be focused as a family brand and we don't want to release it uncut. Yeah, but well, then that didn't that happen. Didn't, that blew up in their face, didn't it? Yeah. So I mean, yes, it did. It, it's really weird. Nick didn't care about anime anymore. And then see, that's the really weird part is that kids are still watching Dragon Ball Z. Okay, my son is twelve years old. He knows what Dragon Ball Super is. It's not, yeah, of course. It's, it's not. People don't understand. Like they will find Dragon Ball if they want to find Dragon Ball. They will do it. Um, so. For me, it's it's like it's kind of funny that you know, Adult Swim has to is the one that plays this when they wanted it to be for kids. Now, here's here's an interesting thing. So there's a tsunami in Africa. I found this out recently, um, and the reason we're keeping an eye on tsunami Africa they are playing super. They are playing super, but we think this is the because. When we, I don't remember what interview it was from. I don't even think it was one of our interviews, but I believe it was Chris. Chris uh, Sabit said that there were two dubs of it. There was a kids dub, and there was yes, a the dub Tsunami that you Africa heard. is playing the family friendly dub of Super. Right. So yeah, make sure some really odd dialogue changes. Which and, and I gotta I gotta find out too because I, I feel like and I'm, I'm and eventually I'm going to contact them about this, um, but I think the Cartoon Network that's that took over for Toonami Asia, um, probably might be reverting back to the Funimation version of Dragon Ball Super. Um, I gotta find that out. I'm going to try to see what what they're if they can let me know that or not, but. Um, <laughs> I think that Bang Zoom dub is is going to just never be seen, pretty much. It seems like they didn't get beyond like thirteen episodes. Well, and and I wonder, mm. I wonder if maybe what happened was in, and I think this was kind of stupid on their part. And I've always said this is you you have Dragon Ball Z Kai, the Funimation version, on your channel. Why are you playing that? And then expecting people not to notice the difference to super. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm could be a right. Man. It could be a rights issue. Dragon Ball no, has always had was. this. It's always had this weird, like, um, splitting up of of English dubs globally. Like, even going well, back to the original one. Like, remember Canada kept dubbing Dr- Dr- Dragon Ball Z, and it got yeah. shown in the UK for a while. Whereas nowadays, when when a company dubs your show, it automatically becomes copyright copywritten to the Japanese publisher, and that Japanese publisher can now distribute that dub globally. Well, I also let, let's just let's just not complicate this. Toei probably wanted more money, so when Toonami Asia said we want to do our own dub, here's money, they were like, "Sure, go ahead." You think they would just take like that's what I mean if. If the I think Toei commissioned that dub themselves to Toei, yeah. which I don't think that seems to be the case. Uh, Toei could have just said, "Here, you guys play this. It'll cost you but, nothing." But see, I, I think, but see, I think that you have to understand that the Funimation dub of Dragon Ball has become so su- superior because it's been heard. All, it's, I'm, I'm sorry, it's probably been heard all over across the world now at this point. Um, that 
for somebody for somebody like even Toei to be like, here, do your own dub for this is kind of stupid. And I think it did hurt Toonami, honestly. Um, but there again, you know, if if it didn't work, it didn't work. You just I'm pretty sure that was just Toei wanting to do things themselves. And I'm pretty sure Toei was the one that commissioned that dub. But look at how long it took for them to give it to Funimation. I, I just, I mean, they, they gave them the movies pretty quick, and then they just took their sweet time to give it to Funimation. And even Toei I is know, a mysterious beast, which I try I will, not I to think it. about why they yeah. do things. I will say this to you. I will, I will say this to you. Even though the Funimation people would never tell me that they were frustrated with this process, whenever I would bring that subject up, I could see it in their eyes. You, you, pretty much like. Oh, there, for were, example, there were like, some uh, actors that were fairly public with their disapproval. <laughs> right, but like for example, like Justin Rojas, we asked him like several times over the years when Super had first gone into development. Oh, is Funimation going to get that? And you know, they're like, nah, whatever. The more and more that you would ask this guy, and it wasn't just us. The more and more everybody would ask him, like, what's going on. You know, you could just see like the frustration in his face. Like he would never say it, and none of them, none of the people that worked at Funimation would say it. But it was, you could see the look on their face. Like, dude, we're getting as frustrated as you guys are. <laughs> like, it's it 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 was it just was so weird, and it was also weird because now you have they had already recorded or were finishing recording uh, the final chapters of Kai, and it was just like. Like, okay, well, this just makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, can we just do this now? Like, I don't know. It just, it, it was, it, it, for me back then, it was, and that was only like, what, a couple years ago. It was really frustrating to see that whole process. You know, it just shows how like, and don't get me wrong. I, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to be too mean to Toei, but it's, it just shows how far behind they, they seem to be and what their thinking is. Whereas a lot of the anime companies are like, oh, yeah, let's stream it at the same time. Because they know if they don't, it's not going to turn out well. You know? Huh. I mean, look at what look at what happened with Attack on Titan. If they, if they wouldn't have waited five years, it probably would still be as popular. Probably. Now? Four? Yeah. Four years? Well. Four anyway. or five, whatever it was. It was a long time. So it's it's been a storied history with... Uh... Dragon Ball since its return to Toonami. Now, you may remember very early on, people, of course, were asking for Dragon Ball Z to come back because it's Dragon Ball Z. People wanted it back. But at the time, as we mentioned previously, there were other people that were handling the show and Toonami could not get it. And, you know, I, I think it's really stupid that people get on Jason's case about this. That yeah. for however long is like, well, we don't need Dragon Ball Z. We can't get Dragon Ball Z. So we're going to do other things. And then once they finally had the opportunity to get it, of course they jumped on it. It's Dragon Ball Z. Exactly. Well, <laughs> Synonymous with Toonami's history. And people were like, well, this is where I stopped trusting DeMarco. It's like, okay, what? but business is complicated. Yeah. yeah, they can't say everything because it might violate a breach of trust somewhere. Oh, yeah. Say, yeah. And, and, and keep in mind, too, like, at this point, they weren't going over to Japan for anything. So 
once they started going over Japan because they were doing stuff with companies over there, that's when all the floodgates started to open. Because now when they first, when they saw how connecting with these companies directly made it able for them to get the shows that they needed for the block, that's when, you know, all of a sudden now we started to get more shows and better shows because they were able to do that. And I think that continues to be the key today for us getting shows on the block and even on adult swim in general for anime you know it if they can't go over to japan to talk to these people directly it's hard to do that you know does that make sense i mean am i I saying it correctly Mm. you know yes but you're dragging the topic away i i am dragging the topic away but i'm just saying like you know um, what so, was I going to say? So I feel like we're trying to we're taking this away from Corey a lot. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so I well, really want Corey to talk before we. Oh no! Well, well, I was just gonna, I was gonna bring up that. Uh, I mean, you've kind of covered some bases already, but the, like, we. Uh, and I apologize if I took away something, but. Um, but uh, yeah, DBZ Kai. It came back in uh, 2014. Did it replace? It was Bleach, right? It yeah, it okay, pretty it much took, replaced Bleach. Took, uh, the, the, the Essentially. Replaced one flagship show with another. And uh, I was, uh, even I was really surprised at how well it did. And like, especially that first year, year and a half, considering, you know, it had, it's it's basically just a recut of an old ass show. It still looks old. Um, it's uh, It's been out on disc it was out on on uh, a major uh free tv network it was out on nicktoons network which still a digital network but you know kids still watch it um and and it ran on weekdays too so it was very very easy to consume a lot of episodes in such a short amount of time so i was even even though it was uncut on uh on toonami i was I was shocked at how well it did from like that one night when it broke 2 million viewers to, and that was like the episode where like uh, Captain Ginyu gets switches bodies with a frog. Like that wasn't exactly a pivotal episode or a, a big fight or anything, but, um, and I, and I think um, later in the year, uh, um, intruder two really helped uh, viewership wise. Um what kind of surprised me was how the the way they cut down the show, especially early on compared to later, like the Saiyan Saga, they cut out like the majority of that show to make it less than half the length of what it originally was. Um, like they cut out, remember the episode where they go to that one planet and like they save everyone by accident and then destroy the planet? Like that was gone um a bunch that one were gohan and the orphans they got rid of that completely so they just chopped out every piece of filler they could and um the frieza saga to a similar extent they the like saiyans frieza android cell roughly like they they cut out slightly under half or slightly over half um and as much as uh, i understand that they were trying to cut out all the filler I am one of those people who 
really wishes they would have made an exception for the one where Goku has to get his driver's license. Oh yeah. Uh, as uh, <laughs> <laughs> many uh, many people are a uh, a fan of that particular filler episode. It's a nice break from the action. Um, I would have so, liked to hear a new dub of that. Yes, exactly. Without the, I, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the Falconer score, so I would like to hear a dub without that score in it. And I know that's blasphemy to a lot of people, but too bad. Um, so, <laughs> so when they yeah. uh, when they jump to the, there's one or two tracks I like, but for the most part, I feel like it's a, someone put their cat on a Casio. Anyway, uh, so then you get to the what surprised me about the Boo Saga is, first of all, it's the longest saga. Um, it's 90-something episodes, if you include the uh, early filler arc with the uh, Other World Tournament. Um, but when they cut it down for Kai, they only cut out roughly a quarter of it, as opposed to little or less than majority, like they did with the previous seasons. And I don't know what what at Toei, or who at Toei, was like, we have to keep in as much of this as we can. Because there was a lot of fat they could have cut out of... I think they could have cut it down to 50 episodes. And there was even filler they left in. Like, legitimate filler. Like, Pycon shows up in the Boo Saga. He's not in the, he's not in the comics. Uh, the other Kai's... Uh, like, that scene... That's all filler. The scene where they're watching the tournament... and All, all the dead villains are watching in Hell. That is also filler. And they left it in. So I kind of wish that they never even bothered to make those additional episodes for uh, for international, because without them, you wind up with uh, still not enough that I'm satisfied. With, but instead of instead of uh, getting to 167 episodes, we only get 159 episodes, um, and it's just I a lot of people are a fan of the Boo Saga. But that was around the time when I was getting really fatigued on Dragon Ball. I'm like, okay, I know this show is stupid and preposterous and I love it, but this is getting really, really stupid and preposterous and also very long. <laughs> and and even even as a kid, like having it on weekdays, like I'm this you're real you're really testing my patience with this show, guys. And I actually didn't watch the end of Dragon Ball Z until years later because around the time um, uh, Vegeta and Goku fuse is is when I'm like oh, all right I'm I'll catch up on this later I'm good and then I never really watched Dragon Ball GT that's the other thing so the last three episodes of Dragon Ball Z take place after Super so when you're watching uh, the fight with Oob I am kind of curious what beerus is up to and is goku gonna go super saiyan god is gt still canon i don't know they didn't technically retcon it although goku never goes super saiyan blue in gt so it's probably a good indicator and, and beerus never shows up or uh grand zeno or any of the other new characters right right <laughs> multiverse mm-hmm <laughs> but that episode where everyone goes, you know, has a party at the Capsule Corporation, Goku gets uh, gets that dinosaur egg, was completely unnecessary, and they didn't need to include it, and yet they did. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think what's going to end up happening here is, I mean, we're not we're not stupid. They're going to continue Dragon Ball somehow. Okay, I mean, it's it's done really well with Super. Mm-hmm. They're going to do really well with the next two movies. I'm something's sure. going to have to something's going to have to give. Um, and I mean, the the thing that I com- I always compare it to is. One Piece has how many episodes now? Like over eight hundred, over eight hundred episodes. So if you got a show like One Piece, it's over eight hundred episodes. But Dragon Ball Z is the most arguably more popular worldwide than that. Why is there not just as many episodes of Dragon Ball? Whether it be Dragon Ball Z, well, Dragon Ball Super, whatever. There was uh, less source material. Well, guess what? You better come up with some more source material. Well, that's, that's what Super is. It's all yeah. it's all new material. And, and and I think I think that they're going to build off of Super. I, I can't see them not continuing the series. Um, I think there's a lot of oh. things that they left on the table that obviously you know coming up. I don't want to spoil it for people that haven't seen the next of it because I kind of I kind of checked in on the sub. And the reason I'm I'm get I'm get, I'm talking about this is because I think like you were talking about at the end of Boo the Boo mm-hmm. Saga, they're going to have to try to clean this up a little bit because, yes, this happens after Super, but, right, where's Beerus? Where's, <laughs> where's you know, where's Weez? And then Trunk shows up in a time machine to explain <laughs> it all away. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, where, where's... They could mess know? with time. I mean, I, I think, I honestly think that, I mean, and there's other things, too, that come up in Super that you you definitely look at now and there's one in particular i don't want to mention it here i could probably put it in the chat and you would understand what i mean but um it's it's it sits there and it's like you look at that and you go okay now we definitely have to clean some stuff up because you're just like yeah vegeta only had one in the original now he has two. Does that mean? I, I hope that doesn't give away too much. But I mean, you get. Do you guys understand what I mean by that? So now, I mean, even going into GT, now you have, you know, that even if if GT were canon anymore, now you had to clean that up. Which thank God they're probably not going to have to. We could just count that as an alternative timeline. Um, I mean, you could probably argue. I guess you could argue that. Um, because Beerus killed, because they changed the whole timeline in the Trunks arc of Super, um, pretty much something else came out. So I guess you could probably cover it with that, maybe. Um, Man, we could go I'm, on and on and on about the multiverse. Yeah, of I know. It's yeah. really hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. Like, they can I, endlessly expand Dragon Ball. Yeah. They've written in the rules to allow it. There's only two things. There's only two things I ask. Number one, they bring Gohan back to a, a level of where he should be. Oh, poor Gohan. Yes. Uh, well, yes. I, won't, I won't spoil Super, but you may be pleased in the future no i i've i've kind of i i've seen what i've seen and i still think okay. they, left a lot of, I le- they left a lot on the table with him they should have done a lot more with him in my opinion but there i digress Tor- I left, digress. Toriyama wanted him to to be the main character but he's he very should. very influenced by his editors and uh succumbed to bringing goku back 
I mean, I, I think at some point he's, I mean, think about this at, at a certain age, the Saiyans, their young state all, in, all of a sudden snaps into them being really old. So, I mean, at some point, Gohan's going to be the man in charge. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. but I digress. What, I, what I'm trying to say here is, is I, I just want to see them do more with Gohan. I want them to do, I want to see Super Saiyan 4. Fuck that. I would still think they should do that. And, you know, with Kai, I think that they're going to have to try to clean up. They may have to go back and do another Boo cleanup, honestly, because how are you going to fit some of the, especially those last three scenes, how is that going to make sense eventually once we, you know, they decide to officially end Dragon Ball, which, again, I don't think that's going to ever happen at this point. So. Uh-huh. That's all I wanted to say. Well, I mean, really, those three can make sense. Like, Beerus doesn't have to be at the martial arts tournament. No. So they could easily work around those episodes if they if they wanted to. GT as like, a whole. Like, Chaco doesn't have to be watching <laughs> watching them fight. Well, but Ubu, like, is supposed to be as powerful as Boo, if not a little bit more powerful. But mm-hmm. there again, if, to your point, if Goku can go Super Saiyan Blue, that would make him substantially more powerful than Ubu. And it's like... Well, Ubu's also... I mean, he's the reincarnation of Boo, but he's also human. Yes. So I, I think it sounds like he can only get so strong. But I think yeah. that's why go why Goku wants to train him in the first place. Right. And one could also argue that the way Goku is, he he like never goes straight to his most powerful form. So no. No. he he was just testing the kid. Yeah, he would never go he would never go blue in front of that whole crowd and, and to fight a kid. It'll, <laughs> It'll definitely be interesting. Um, you could always theorize that the fight between Goku and Vegeta could have gone blue. Oh, but we didn't get that fight. Vegeta's like, we would have destroyed this whole stadium if we had shown our true powers. Yeah. And it's correct. That is accurate. Yeah. That has always been accurate. Uh, I'm so, <laughs> I wonder how many people... Gee, Vegeta, you suddenly care about destroying a stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people uh, were hoping or, or even requesting that after DBZ Kai ends, they run GT... I don't know, but I feel like I've there were at a least a handful. <laughs> mm. Yeah, there were no. definitely people out there no. like, well, they should just play Dragon Ball GT. They could play both of the sequel series back to back. They Sick. want us the Grand Tour again, huh? Uh. <laughs> that's how you know it's a. That's how, by the way, that's not how you know it's a Toei product because uh, Super Saiyan Four, he grows a tail, and. Toei's obsessed with tails for some reason. Like in the movies, like Go- Gohan has his tail back in uh, in the cooler movie. Uh, I don't I don't know that tail and and higher dragon. That's the other thing they like. They love putting higher dragon in in the movies <laughs> <laughs> or in anything that they produce. It's not in the comic. Like isn't higher dragon in the Garlic Junior saga? Who knows. <laughs> I forget because I forgot that whole arc. Is that that's another didn't thing? They, they cut that. They cut that completely out in Kai. Yeah, didn't they? Yeah. Well, it's all it's all filler. So they just got rid of it, just like the uh, they got rid of the other world tournament. I'm trying to think <laughs> that, but that wasn't really a bad. That wasn't a really bad arc, though. I mean, I I kind of kind of when I when I, just, I like that. watching, like man, this is a waste of time. 
<laughs> I mean, I guess it was. Yeah, I guess it was a waste of time, but at the same time, it was also like this isn't bad for filler. Like, this is pretty good. I can watch this, and I did watch it. So I, I mean, mean, yeah, I, there was fighting and stuff. Um, so, and, it, but and I, I think it, but I still prefer Dragon Ball Super filler, like guess, um, the episode I, that's going to air this week and the episode that's going to air next week. <laughs> well, I, I guess I guess why I like it, why I like the, the Garlic Junior Saga was because it kind of it was another way to kind of build up Gohan because at that point Gohan had only had like a, a you know the battle with Vegeta there. And now mm-hmm. you go to this, and you're like, okay, we have this is further developing, go on into being a actual fighter, you know. Well, and it, it got made, some of that in the uh, Frieza saga too. Like uh, Gohan mm-hmm. takes on Frieza, and the Garlic Junior saga happens after the Frieza saga. So, right. um, and then they sort of. Tie tie a bow on that in the in the Cell Saga when Gohan becomes more powerful than his dad. Right. Unfortunately, he doesn't stay that way. No, well, he doesn't, he doesn't no. stay that way because he keeps because <laughs> he actually listens to his. Corey his and mother. I were having a conversation on Twitter the other day about how the full story of Dragon Ball more or less uh, spits on the concept of chosen blood. Yeah, there's no chosen hero in this show. Yeah, comic like you know, not like Ang or Naruto. Um, there, in fact, there's a whole. Uh, that's basically what the Saiyan saga is about. Is it, you know, Goku's the commoner. Yeah, Saiyans I mean, are a very classist system, and Vegeta keeps saying, "But I'm the prince. I have royal blood. I should be the most powerful warrior." And he's not, uh, because none of that matters. Well, at that point, I mean. Gohan's even more powerful than him, and it's. I think that's what pisses off Vegeta the most. Is it's like it's not just Goku is more powerful than me. His fucking son is more powerful than me. I'm getting pissed now. <laughs> he goes as a son. Yeah, and then you know, so I think, you know, I think the the worst, the thing that always pissed me off about Boo, but even the final chapters. I mean, it, it was pretty much the same thing. Is where they where Goku where go not Goku Gohan. They pretty much emphasize this. Oh my God, Gohan unlocked all of his power finally. You know, he's more he's just as powerful as the Super Saiyan three in this and form. And he lost to Boo. Yeah, it's yeah. just like it's well, just he's like, too busy studying all those years, nerd. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. It was just whatever, but yeah, I think we've talked about this in length. Yeah. I, I think, <laughs> I, I think, I don't really want to talk about ratings, but early on when when they started final chapters alongside Super, I mean, they were pretty much neck and neck for a long time. Some might argue that was because of the encore nature of Super, but I think it really had more to do with the. Uh, interest level in the content. I mean, obviously those were the movie recaps. People don't really care that much about those, but as time progressed, the gap yeah. between super and Kai widened. And probably part of that is the boost saga is too long in the tooth and people got bored. Yeah. It does take its sweet time. Yeah. You know what I will say, uh, I'm very happy that DBZ Kai aired uncut because now television viewers everywhere 
know the name of Mr. Satan. Not Hercule. <laughs> I hate that name. He's Mr. Satan. He's Mark Satan. That's right. Which is his actual first name. Yep. Mark Hail Satan. Satan. And you gotta love, we finally got that scene on the U.S. television where it was like, Satan, Satan. <laughs> yeah. yep. Or the alternative, Mr. Satan. <laughs> Mr. Satan. <laughs> and in that way, Mr. Satan did save the world. Hey, he's a hero. He's the champ. In that way. Mm-hmm. Nobody was going to listen to Goku. Oh, Goku is. Yeah. The only people that know who Goku is is like the tournament guy, the like the Indian people, the well, you saw all the cameos at the end. Yeah. And like that one dog king. Yeah. <laughs> we really have to talk Arm about why there is a king that is a dog in Dragon Ball. Emperor Pilaf. Never really explained that one. It's a very uh, it's a very small group. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But it it would... The craziest thing is, regarding Dragon Ball and Adult Swim, like, back in 2003, if you had told me one day Adult Swim was going to play Dragon Ball Z, I'd be like, you're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't happening. They're not going to play One Piece or Naruto Come on. Mm. Those are they, children's not shows. Gems. Not when they have great gems like Trinity Blood and Blood Plus. Blood Plus. All, all, <laughs> the, all the bloods. Almost can't believe they didn't play Black Blood Brothers. Morbido. Morbido, yeah. Kakaishi. Ra, ra, ra. Okay, hey, Kakai- Kakaishi was a sign of things Death Note. Hey, Death Note's amazing. <laughs> it is. Death Note is amazing. That would have never aired on Basic Cartoon Network. Oh, no. Definitely not. Definitely not. (laughs) I mean, you also would probably have a hard time believing that at some point Adult Swim would be playing Dragon Ball Z Kai and... I think you'd have a hard time believing have (laughs) Konami. Back to back? Yeah, obviously. (laughs) Well... Uh, there there were definitely some people back on the old Toonzone forum that felt like, hey, maybe Toonami will move to Adult Swim someday. <laughs> That's crazy talk, right? Mm. Now you get Dragon Perfect Ball world. And, and Pop Team Epic and JoJo. I mean, it really just goes to show how things have changed, but it's also really disappointing when you realize that probably the main reason that Toonami is playing anything Dragon Ball is because Cartoon Network doesn't want to anymore. And that's... Yeah. I mean, we can't, you can't force them to take it. I mean, no, you can't. You can't, you can't. And you also Very, can't force kids to care. Yeah. The, well, the landscape has changed. Yeah, the landscape has definitely, definitely changed. So, so, it's kind of weird, the direction that Toonami has gone in where they're you know pretty heavily stacked with shows that back in 2003 if they existed probably would have ran on Cartoon Network but times change yeah yep what you gonna do there is one thing is undeniable that uh 
the man-child demographic that loves Dragon Ball has done well for Toonami. Yes, definitely. definitely. Uh, giving in the giving in to that that uh, want for Dragon Ball to return to Toonami has ultimately done the block a whole lot of good. I yep. don't think anybody reasonably would argue that Dragon Ball has been a bad thing for Toonami. Oh yeah. no, no, no! It'll be on weeknights at eight now. Yeah, yep. exactly. Oh, super! Like this, well, still this, Dragon Ball stuff. Yeah. It's hard to imagine what Toonami would have done if they didn't bring back DBZ when they did. I mean, maybe Naruto Shippuden would have led the charge. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. I, I will say but, this uh, though. Uh, yeah, it's hard to believe because they kind of they like having that long-running tentpole show at the yeah. front, like it used to be Bleach. Yeah. I do think Bleach worked better as the tentpole because more people were willing to stick around for things after Bleach. Mm-hmm. But Dragon Ball is just its own thing and people show up for Dragon Ball not so much for anything else. So I'm looking forward to seeing how My Hero Academia can hold Dragon Ball now that it's not behind a full hour of it. I don't want to yeah. say that the people that complained that the hour was the issue had any you know that they were right all this time or if they were right at least recently but if they were i mean that's probably a good thing for tsunami that that things have changed and if they were wrong oh boy (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll see how that goes but after all of this time since late 2014, Dragon Ball Z Kai has finally left Toonami. And, well, it's a little weird to see it go, but it's not like Dragon Ball's going anywhere. It's still nope. very much there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even more so, in fact, as we've previously described. Yep. All right. So now what are they going to do marathons of... Fully Cooly. Well, yes, definitely Fully Cooly. I... <laughs> if people think they're not going to do Dragon Ball Super Marathons on a few choice holiday weekends just because oh, it's no, airing no. on weekdays, yeah. let me introduce you to my friend Teen Titans Go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I think we've uh, exhausted this and it's definitely. getting up on a. Um, I'm here. So, I told him it wouldn't go two hours. I'm a liar. Uh, it's getting close to two hours. It hasn't quite hit there yet. But, um, but yeah, so Dragon Ball Z Kai is gone, and Dragon Ball Super is on weekdays. This will be interesting. It's a brave new world. So, let's uh, get on out of here. You can uh, find us Obviously on SoundCloud, it's soundcloud.com slash podcast. That's where all of our episodes are. Um, for the record, we are on pretty much every single Android app I have asked or and or checked. So if you are using anything other than what we mentioned for a podcast app, uh, we are on it for Android. But um, we also have Stitcher, which is an Android app. Uh, you can get that on iPhone too, I believe. Um, 
So we are on Stitcher. We are on uh, TuneIn Radio app. Uh, we're on there as well. So if you're listening, looking to listen to us, uh, we are pretty much everywhere that you can go. Spotify is a different question. At some point, we'll try to get on there. But unfortunately, I've found that it's easier said than done these days. So, um, And you can also, obviously, if you have an iPhone or an Apple device, you can get us on iTunes, uh, iTunes podcast app. So we are there as well. So please uh, do subscribe to us there and rate the show there because, well, your rating matters. So uh, you can find us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at Tsunami Podcast. And, of course, you can catch all of our episodes uh, on TsunamiFaithful.com. A lot of them will be there as well, as including our interviews, uh, including some of the past ones that we've done recently for uh, Fully Coolie. So please check those out. Um, and, of course, we have a Patreon. It's Patreon.com slash Podcast. Uh, please do donate to us. Uh, we use that money to make sure that we can run things here and it has helped us for years. Uh, please continue to do that as well, because with that help, we are able to do what we do. So uh, thank you again for those that do donate and it is always appreciated. And of course, if you want to email us, it's podcast at tsunami um, and let us know what you want. Let us know what you want to see. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. One other thing, we're going to have some kind of, we will have some kind of fully coolie contest coming. Uh, we'll probably be discussing that in tonight, but we have to adult swim has given us some stuff and we would like to give it away. So uh, stay tuned for that as well. Uh, Corey, you being the guest, you may go first. Where can they find you? Um, I'm at my anime waifu on Twitter. Uh, just check me out there. See my uh, comments, opinions, drawings, art, animation, all that junk. I know Jarrell likes to check you out, period. Oh, he does. Check out his live streams. They're fun. Caboose, where can they find you, sir? Find me at Caboose Jr. on Twitter, YouTube, Tumblr, AskFM, all that fun stuff. That's it. (laughs) I ain't got nothing to plug. (laughs) Uh, Sketch, where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. You can ask me questions at CuriousCat.me backslash Sketch1984. And I'm on the Discord periodically. And Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Paul Biscurlo. You can ask me questions ask.fm slash Paul Biscurlo. I probably actually will be getting rid of that, so I would suggest not using it. Uh, email me, paulbiscurlo at tsunamifaithful.com. And if you're on our Discord, it's uh, you just at Paul Biscrillo, and I will magically appear. Maybe not tonight. Well, actually, I will be on Discord tonight because we're talking, all of us. So, obviously, today is my 34th birthday, so we might as well get that out of the way. Uh, Happy birthday. So, God, I'm old. So uh, nonchalant. You yeah. are one year away from being outside of Adult Swim's primary demographic. And yet I run TsunamiFaithful.com. Hmm. <laughs> okay, well. Anyways. Um, so uh, thank you, Corey, for coming on. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, as always, we enjoy your company. I'm sure Terrell would have enjoyed it even more, but he lost. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. I'm going to get smacked for that one. Uh, I'll see so you, man. 
Yeah, probably. So, yeah, thank you guys for uh, joining us this week for the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Uh, episode five will be next week for Bully Cooley, so we'll have another episode. And uh, we'll be talking about that. So that's it for this week's podcast. Peace. The dark clouds can be clustered in every moment. I'm so excited.